Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me on this stormy Tuesday. If you hear a little rumbling, the home studio is getting plummeted by a thunderstorm right now. And so if you hear that, forgive me. I don't think you will. I don't have good enough equipment for that here, if we're being honest. So either way, uh, glad that you guys are with me. Uh, Did not do a live chat on Sunday or Monday. The weather and the Super Regionals and Southern Miss kind of ruined that. We will, though, uh, do a schedule reaction show tomorrow night. The 2024 schedule is being released tomorrow night for the first time a college football entity is marketing themselves correctly. They're releasing the 2024 schedule in the dead of summer with nothing else going on. And sorry, baseball doesn't count. In the middle of the summer, and they're doing like a schedule release show. And finally, college football is getting something like that right. It is about time. So we'll do a reaction show tomorrow night live. And that, of course, will be uploaded right here in this feed for you. So the schedule is coming out for 2024. We'll talk about it. We'll be live talking about it. And, of course, that will be right here in this feed for you as well. Today, we're talking about Heisman. And then at the end, I've got a, a couple baseball thoughts for you uh, as well. But today, we're talking about Heisman and what Quinshawn Judkins has to do uh, to get that invite to New York. Uh, a friend of mine asked me about it the other day, and then we got a text on the radio show about it. And I thought, you know, let's just bring it right here. Uh, to the Rebel Report podcast feed as well. Let's talk about Quinchon Judkins, what he has to do uh, to get that invitation to New York. What what kind of season is required for him to be listed among the country's best? You've seen some publications like On3, for example, list him in their uh, top five best uh, Heisman candidates in the SEC. Uh, I think 24-7 had a list out with the top 25 players in the league. Uh, in general, not Heisman, just top 25 players in the league. And he was number seven, and that includes defense and offensive line and stuff like that as well. He's getting a lot of preseason love, and justifiably so. Uh, He was phenomenal last season. But what's it going to take for him to get that final invitation to New York? We'll talk about that after I tell you that uh, you should subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. I know a lot of you listen in browser on the website. Don't do that. Pull out that podcast app and subscribe there. Also, follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. So, the question on the table, what does he have to do uh, to win the Heisman? As you guys know already, he was remarkable in his true freshman season, uh, sharing a backfield with an uber-talented back like Zach Evans as well. I I mean, Quinchon Judkins ended up being the guy but not going into the season, he wasn't. I mean, this was this was the Zach Evans show, at least for a while, before uh, things really got going uh, for him. Uh, you know, and if you listen to Lane Kiffin closely, which a lot of people should have, um, he was trying to tell you in camp that they really believed uh, in this kid. But uh, this should stand out to you, at least I think so, in terms of, uh, of his numbers. And I know there are some outliers like the Texas A&M game where he had 34 carries. And the last 
seven games of the season, including the bowl, he had over 22 carries in each of those. But looking at the early season, he only had 14 carries in the season opener, 10 in week two, which I get he ran for 104 yards that day, but still. Um, he had 19 against Georgia Tech, only 15 against Kentucky, 11 against Vanderbilt. And now that Zach Evans is gone, I, I imagine that his touches are going to be more consistent. Now, I don't think you're going to have a 34-carry game very often this season. I do think they want to protect him a little bit more if Ulysses Mentley is, is ready to go and, and spell him. But he will enter this season as the guy. But even last year when it was a little bit more balanced, he still ran, as you guys know, for 1,567 yards in 16 touchdowns. And in the SEC, ran on 5.7 per carry. It was a phenomenal freshman season. And one thing that you can guarantee uh, about an Ole Miss football team coached by Lane Kiffin. I mean, I've done interviews and stuff and, and just talking to people about this Ole Miss team. And, and there's a lot of questions, right? You know, how good's the defense going to be? Is Pete Golding's system going to be implemented right away? Are the transfer portal guys going to acclimate? What's the wide receiver room look like? Who's going to play quarterback? I think I know, but that's only think. I don't know. I mean, They've still got the summer and training camp to go before they have to make that determination. There's a lot of questions, but one thing that I will guarantee you, and it's obvious, it's not like I'm breaking any news or uh, bringing you some special, unique take. It, it's just the obvious, and the obvious is Ole Miss is going to have one of the best rushing games in America because for the last three years, they've had the best rushing game in the SEC. They, they have, and that's I, I guarantee you, they're going to have a great running game, and they're going to put up great numbers running the football. It's not just personnel. A guy like Judkins helps. Returning four offensive linemen helps. The guys that they have portaled help. Uh, strengthening the tight end room help. Don't get me wrong. Personnel is a part of it, but scheme. Their, their run game scheme is clearly something that gives people uh, uh, fits. Uh, the, the timing of the calls, it's not like it's super like unique. There's a lot of concepts that they do that a lot of people do, but the the way their running game is called schemed and executed, you can guarantee that they're going to have a great season on the ground running the football. That is one certainty uh, with this Ole Miss team. There's a lot of questions. I don't have a question about that one at all. They're going to run the football, and they're going to do it well. Um, but in terms of the Heisman love, what has to happen? And I hate to answer it this way, but I think this is the truth. It has not as much to do with what kind of season that that Judkins has. It has more about or more to do with how many wins the team has. And that's what the Heisman is now. That that's the unfortunate reality of that trophy. It's usually the best player, usually the best uh, excuse me, not even the best player. It's not even the best player. It is usually the quarterback or the best offensive player if the quarterback is not outstanding on one of the four best teams in college football. And that's what the award has been reduced down to. It's less and less interesting every year. That's why the, the television ratings for the Heisman continue to get progressively worse. People blame social media. I, I don't think it's social media's fault. I think the award has lost its value because, well, you know, we'll just invite – the quarterbacks of the best teams and just give it to them. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And not to say that Caleb Williams wasn't a deserving winner, but you guys know what I'm talking about. You see it. And I kind of uh, gravitate towards television ratings. It's something that interests me because I think it's a really good gauge of 
people's interest. If fewer and fewer people are watching the Heisman ceremony, what's the reason for that? When football, college and professional football, still is really, really strong in terms of national attention, interest, and viewership. Why is the Heisman plummeting when those are still strong and doing well? It's because the award is kind of a joke. It is not the best player in college football. It is not voted on in a way that it should be if they if these people were doing their jobs correctly. Uh, but they just they vote based on region because these guys, a lot of these people that that cover the sport don't um, watch nationally in the same way a lot of us do. And it's they reduce it down to just a handful of teams. So it's the cynical answer, and it's the right one. What Quinshawn Judkins has to do to be invited to New to be invited to New York is to be on a team that wins ten or more games. I, I hate that that's the answer, but that's the answer. If he has a remarkable season, if he approaches two thousand yards rushing and Ole Miss is eight and four, guess who's not getting invited to New York? I promise, I, I guarantee. Uh, that that it's not going to happen because you have other running backs that are also going to put up really good numbers on teams like Michigan, for example, who will have better records by default. Michigan doesn't play the schedule that Ole Miss does. Ole, uh, Ole Miss would win 11 games with Michigan's schedule, I think. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter because they, they don't have it. Um, yeah, I think that's the road. Ole Miss has to win 10 or more, and he's got to get up close to, to 2,000 yards rushing. Lead the SEC in rushing again get close to that 2,000 number, be a little bit more effective out of the backfield, which I think they're going to do this season, um, catching the football, and the team's got to win 10 games. It's it's a crummy answer, but it's the answer. So, And when I said that to my buddy that asked me first and then so happened to get a text on the radio show about it as well, he hated that answer. Uh, but it's just the truth of the current structure in college football. Judkins could lead the SEC in rushing run for 2,000 yards, have 25 touchdowns, and catch for another 400 and have another eight touchdowns there. And if Ole Miss is 8-4, and four, he won't get the love that he deserves because that's how this ridiculous sport, that's how it works, uh, honestly. And you're seeing the same thing with, with some of these preseason rankings on things like Joe Milton. I, I think that Tennessee is going to be quite good. I, I think that they are. Um, but what we've seen from Joe Milton is a – Good game against Vanderbilt at the end of last year with better wide receivers than he'll have this year. Uh, and then losing his job and transferring from Michigan because he wasn't going to start there either. And, and you've got people telling you that, that that he's the second best quarterback in the SEC, that he's one of the top 25 players in the SEC. How on earth do we have – how on earth? I mean, you, you've got people – that are ranking Georgia's quarterback. I think I've talked with you guys about this on this feed. I know we've talked about it on the radio show, but whoever's going to play quarterback for Georgia has never taken a single meaningful snap in college football, not one. And yet people have him ranked as the best quarterback in the league or the, in the top three quarterbacks in the league ahead of guys like Jackson Dart, who I know he might lose his job. I get it, but at least you've seen Dart play and you know what his ability is. And yes, he can improve. I think he's going to and has, but he can still improve. But like even Devin Leary at Kentucky, what, why is Joe Milton getting more love than Devin Leary? Well, I can tell you why, because he's got the T on his helmet. But 
Devin Leary's more accomplished as a college quarterback, and you've seen more and you know more about him than you do whoever's going to start at Georgia. It's, it's just crazy to me that the offseason hype stuff is so driven by brand. It's so driven by the logo on the helmet that guys get overlooked so often. Really quality football players get overlooked because they don't have the right logo uh, on their helmet. And it, it's frustrating as hell as somebody that that covers two teams in the state of Mississippi. And obviously Ole Miss is my alma mater. And I didn't, I'm not from Mississippi. I've lived elsewhere in the way that programs that are not the programs get looked at is frustrating as hell because I, I can see intimately the, the same way you guys see that there are players that play for Ole Miss, that play for Missouri, that play for Mississippi State, that play for South Carolina, that deserve the, the love and attention that they don't get because of the logo on their helmet. And so at least Quinshawn is getting some of that. Like I said, he on three had him in top five Heisman candidates in the SEC. He was number seven in 24-7's top 25 players in the league. It is hard to ignore the guy that led the league in rushing a, a year ago, but drives me nuts sometimes. Uh, the, the way that the SEC, the SEC is covered. The, the, the way that a place like an Ole Miss that, perpetually recruits in the top 25. So it's got a a composite roster that is among the best in the country that consistently has put players in the NFL that has not just put them in the NFL, but they have like a, a really good presence in the NFL, especially as you guys know, uh, the wide receivers and tight ends are, are doing really well in the NFL. Um, it's got a, a budget that's in the top 25. The television ratings for Ole Miss games are really good. It's got one of the most interesting characters uh, in coach in the sport, and yet it's still just kind of an afterthought. And it's uh, it's a shame. It is absolutely a shame. But anyway, off uh, off the soapbox. The podcast is brought to you in part by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. ABSMS.com is the website. If your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to uh, cloud storage, data security, phone systems, whatever the case may be. If it's technology, if it's in the office and you need it, check them out. Advantage Business Systems at absms.com. And if you tell them I sent you, get a complimentary office technology assessment. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. Their online banking platform is a one-stop shop. All you need is your internet connection and you don't need multiple apps to do everything you need to do with your money. And the most important thing, at least to me, is uh, if you need a loan, things get expensive. Hospital bills come up. Have you have you guys had an unexpected hospital visit lately? Um yeah, it's not fun when the bill comes. If you need help with any of those things, um, Priority One Bank will meet you in person. We'll sit down with you face-to-face. It's not on Zoom. It's not a phone call. It's somebody right there from your backyard that you get to meet with face-to-face. Priority One Bank making you their priority. Uh, quick thought on on the baseball front. So I, I've been asked a handful of times uh, about why specifically – T.J. McCants and Peyton Chatagnier have left the program. It's Some fans are, are kind of concerned. Some, I don't know how many, have, have asked me, like, you know, hey, what the hell's going on? Why are these guys leaving? Where, where are they going? Uh, why would Peyton Chatagnier want to not play at Ole Miss? And, and my response is, 
it's it's difficult because you know their stories. You know that they were integral in winning a national championship at Ole Miss, and that's undeniable. And they handled themselves with class and are great representatives of your school. And and that's hard to to think and no not think, know that they are like that while also knowing that this is a business. And maybe it shouldn't be, maybe it shouldn't be transactional. Maybe that teams should be filled with guys like Peyton Chantonier. But to put it bluntly, Ole Miss needed to upgrade at those two spots. And maybe that's not how the conversations went. Maybe that they were just sick of Mike Bianco. I don't know. But logic tells me that they expected to be recruited over. That that difficult conversations were had. You, you can't have multiple bats in your lineup that are as ineffective as those were this year. And it sounds like McCants is going to be going pro anyway, and the portal's more of like a backup plan. But if you're concerned about the departure of, of those guys – as callous as this is going to sound for me, and, and I'm sorry to be this callous, you, you you can't have holes in your lineup at the plate the way that you have had last season and even for very large portions of the season before. You're seeing how Tennessee was able to get to Omaha. No holes in that lineup. I mean, I mean Southern Miss's pitching was objectively very good, and Tennessee was just able to – you're seeing it with LSU. The the SEC does not allow you to have dead weight at the plate on your roster the way Ole Miss had this past season. And it's callous, and and I'm sorry to to be so blunt because I responded that way yesterday to a listener, and he he didn't like how I spoke about it, but that's just the truth. Um, You have got to upgrade at the plate at, at those spots. You have to. And so it's a loss personally because, again, worked hard. We're integral in the championship run, have some incredible highlight plays, seemingly really, really, really good people and the kind that you love having around. But when you are invested in baseball basically more than anybody else's in the country, you're, you're paying your head coach the second biggest salary in America. You, you put millions into your baseball program a year. Again, I think – I think Ole Miss's public budget, anyway, is the biggest in the country in baseball. If not the biggest, it's one of the biggest. Um, you can't afford to have a season that you just had, and you can't afford to have holes in your lineup in the way that you did. It's it's not an emotions business. It's a wins and losses business, and it is a business now. It, it always kind of has been, but it especially is now. It's unfortunate, but you have to upgrade. You simply have to upgrade. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Schedule release day tomorrow. That's going to be a fun one. And I'll talk to you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.